Emmett Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106 FM. Seven minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, welcome to the show. Hope you're well this morning. We always appreciate your company here on 702. The Clement Magnatella Show starts with the 702 open line on 011-883-0702. You can send a WhatsApp on 072-702-1702. Today is World NGO Day. World NGO Day. It's a day dedicated to celebrate NGOs around the world and the people behind them. Aren't you grateful for some incredible NGOs we have in this country? A gift of the givers. It always shows up in times of crisis and in times of desperate need. And there are many others. Section 27 continues to do an amazing job in fighting for better sanitation in schools, in the eradication of pit toilets, the Truth and Action campaign. Remember them? And the wonderful work that they've done over the years advocating for access to ARVs. There are so many organizations that always act in the public interest on behalf of those who are vulnerable in society. Lawyers for Human Rights, that's another one. Corruption Watch, Doctors Without Borders. You heard about Amnesty International now in the news. So if you are part of an NGO doing the little that you can to make a difference, we salute you. In fact, if you are part of an NGO why don't you give me a call and tell me what you guys are doing? Maybe you're running one. Maybe you're, a, you're the founder of that NGO or you're a volunteer. Maybe you're just a supporter of a particular NGO because you relate to the cause that they're pushing. Give us a call on 011-883-0702 or send a WhatsApp 072-702-1702. And how can we make NGO work more attractive, especially to young people? Because I think we need to create that culture and inspire people to be actively involved within NGOs, within the charity space, NPOs. Or oh, are you not interested at all? Let's have a chat about that. 702. Let's walk the talk. Oh, apologies there. Um, I said truth and action campaign. It's treatment action campaign. Uh, thank you so much for some of you that have just um, helped me in, in, in saying that right. Let's go to the calls now on 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. Edward, let's start with you. You're calling us from Soweto. Good morning. Good morning, Clement and the listeners. Good morning, sir. Go ahead. You're speaking to Edward, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just celebrating the today's date for the NGOs. World NGO Day, yes. Yes. I've got uh, we've got an NGO for the ch- small children in Soweto mm-hmm. that are physically challenged. So as this year is also celebrating the 20th uh, anniversary that has been going on. Mm. And I also would like you to maybe one day make a, a turn and see what work has been mm. done. There what assistance the, does the, are you a volunteer with, with that NGO? Yes, I am a vo- I'm a volunteer there. So it is what do you have as, children as, with disabilities? 
do they live there or are they dropped off by, by, by their guardians? How does it work? Yes. In the morning, there's, there's, there's a daycare and the, and the, and the hostel one mm-hmm. that we, we're taking care of them. Mm. What's yes. the name of the NGO, Edward? It's AA2 Center. AA2 Center, okay. Yes, when in I, Mofulo. Yeah. Look, um, yes. when, when I find time, um, Edward, I'd like to check it out. You know, uh, thank you for calling, by the way, Edward, and thank you, man. Thank you for doing the, the work you're doing, for volunteering. That is such a selfless act. You know, as people, and it's a natural instinct. We are so selfish, and I suppose sometimes you do have to be selfish, right? But I really have a different kind of respect for people who not only found these NGOs, but for people who actually volunteer their time and say, I don't need to be paid. I just want to come and make a difference in my little way, in my little small way. This is the difference I'm making. And those are the people we need to celebrate on World NGO Day. But I'm, I'm asking a further question. How do we make that kind of work more attractive, especially to young people? Because it's not seen as an option. We always want to be paid for our services. Yes, wonderful. But sometimes there's work that is being done to protect the most vulnerable in our society who do not have the funds to pay for services. How do we show up as a community? Because I think we need to create that culture of selflessness, that culture where we inspire people to be actively involved with these charities, with these NGOs. How do we do that? Mpo, you're calling us from Luxembourg in Europe. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right, Mpo. <laughs> okay, mm, go ahead. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we're talking about NGOs, and I wanted to highlight the NGO that I've partnered with. It's a New York based NGO, and um, I'm running the Diego of Africa. It's called Could You, um, but it's I'm on the side of the Could You Cup. It's providing menstrual cups for young girls and um, obviously the less disadvantaged people um, that provide these menstrual cups for. And I think it was its inception was in 2007, started by a lady called Christine Gard. And um, I think she she did some they did some research and found that a lot of young girls were having what is called transactional sex in order to be able to pay for their, you know, to provide for their menstrual needs. Mm. And, um, and yeah, so it's some amazing work that we do. Um, and for me, uh, the main focus was in the Eastern Cape. And you know those little areas that nobody really focuses on. Mm. So, yeah, that's the work that we do. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Are you running it? Are you based in, in Luxembourg? Or, or, and are you running it yes, from there? Based in Luxembourg. No, no, I was in South, well, I'm South African, born mm. bred. Um, we look to Luxembourg this year finally. I've been coming in and out for the past three years. Amazing. So, so yeah, and I'm still right from here. We've got some amazing partners. We work with the Department of Social Development. We sit on the committee of the South African Bureau of Standards mm. to try and standardize, um, you know, protocols for all the standard for, for menstrual cups. So, oh. so yes. Oh, good on you. And we manufacture. Well done, man. Well done. Can I ask, though? Can I ask? 
where do you think you yeah. you got the heart to do this kind of work? Because I, I find that most times it's someone who was raised by parents or guardians who sort of instilled this culture of selflessness and the need to always show up for people that are in need. For some people, yeah. it's the schools that they went to. And for some people, they were actually just born as compassionate and they, they've got that, that passion and, and nobody has really sort of driven them um, towards that. What, what's the story for you? I think for me, more than anything, it's um, growing up, I grew up in the township, obviously, and then we moved out of it, and going to good schools, being able to, being provided with, you know, I don't, I don't even have to think twice about when I have my period, you know, whether, what am I going to get, you know, you've got all these choices, and to think about someone that has to think even about, do I buy bread, or do I buy pies, you know, so, um, and I think also my mom, hey? mm. <laughs> she's a very selfless person, always helping. She's always been helping in the communities. So I think just growing up around around someone that is very selfless mm. and always going out of her way to help other people. So, yeah. Wonderful. And I mean, when I started with organizing, it was like, I'll do it without getting paid, mm. <laughs> you know? So, so, and then I think my CEO and the board, they kind of just saw the passion that I had mm. and things kind of just changed. But like um, the main focus is also on the difference that, what difference can I make? Yes. Ooh, you know? How old are you? <laughs> I'm 43. Oh, wow. oh, you sound so young. You sound so young. Okay, cool. Um, thank you so much Mpo, for, for, for calling us. I'm asking that because there's something I've always struggled with. Um, the, I mean, there's, there's work that I've always wanted to do. Right, I think I've mentioned on the show how passionate I am about mentorship and career guidance because I come from a school back in the village where we didn't have career guidance. We didn't have opportunities where people come and they tell us about options, career opportunities that are available for us, which is why most people who come from villages, they end up studying things that they're not even passionate about. Because all we do is we just wing it. I applied for biological sciences to study that at VETS because it sounded fancy. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have lots of money. Not because I understood what I was passionate about. And I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done in communities. So for the longest time, you know, people around me, you know, used to say to me, start something, you know, start something. And I used to think, but I'm so young. People start NGOs when they're older. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm glad that I've already started that work of studying something that's, that I really believe is going to make such a huge difference in communities, especially those far-flung rural communities that we don't think about when we think, oh, let's take career guidance events to the schools. Um, and I'm glad. So that's why I was asking Paul how old she is. Let's go to CD now who's calling us from Mpumalanga. Sidi, good morning. Good morning, Clement. How are you? I'm all right. Where in Mpumalanga are you? Mpumalanga. Mpumalanga. That's literally about 15 <laughs> minutes from my home where I grew up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, 
NGO is called Spiritual Victim Empowerment Center. Mm-hmm. So having a shelter, yeah, like we house women from 18 years and above, and we house for a maximum of six months, but then the cases are not the same. So someone can need shelter for like maybe a year, eight months, depending. Mm-hmm. So this is about victims of gender-based violence and any other social crime that you can think of. So our house we offer them counseling, we offer them empowerment programs, where they can learn like an economic skill where they can use especially where long And our services should provide anything like the underwear if they need the upper and all sorts. And maybe someone nicely left this side because maybe I will need my monati and Oh, wow. So, so the, the main focus is on gender-based violence and the victims by gender-based violence. Amazing. Tudi, thank you for the work that you do, um, really, especially because you're also not impacting uh, just, you know, people who are victims of GBV, in that area of Mamitlaki or the province of Mpumalanga, but you're doing it, you are, people are benefiting all the way from the Eastern Cape. Thank you so much for, for the work that you guys do there. Let's go to Meso, who is in Houghton. How are you doing, Meso? I'm doing well, thank you, and yourself. <laughs> all right, go ahead. So I actually worked in an NGO called Ort South Africa, and I actually happen to have been a beneficiary of their work experience program. So... Mm-hmm. At 30 years old, I was struggling to find employment, um, as so many South Africans do. And even though I had, I'm on my third degree, I still couldn't oh, seem to find any sort of meaningful work. Mm. And I got accepted into the program. When I say that they've changed my life and so many other people, mm. it's not even an understatement. I tell you, I'm not exaggerating. I have had so much development on a personal level, on a career level. They've helped me start a small business. I've had access to mentorship and I get to see other young people go through the same journey Mm. and have the same sort of realization that they're worthy, that they have voices that deserve to be heard, that Mm. they have a place within our economy in South Africa. I mean, we focus on enterprise development. There's so many bright, active young people and I think they sort of just feel demoralized by the lack of opportunity that is out there. And Mm. the fact that we have this NGO, an NGO like Ort South Africa, willing to take a chance on people who feel that people don't see us anymore, has it's really just so special. So I really would, I appreciate a day like this, that 702 has taken the moment and the time to, to sort of reach out and to hear from people like me who benefited but who mm. also get to work within the system of helping you love it. sort of realize their potential. And Amazing. I love that after you were helped, me, so you are not just moving on and enjoying your life. You also see the importance of also lending that helping hand and, and still being part of, of, of that incredible work that that NGO does. So thank you for calling us and thank you for the work that you do. Hassan, you are in Ilovo. Good morning. Yeah, uh, listen, I just wanted to say clearly to celebrate the energies, the voluntary energies, and mm. also those that people get paid for is, is, a, is a great that it happens. But I just wanted to reflect, as I told the producer, that 
that in the literature or just generally in the politics, that NGOs are also accused of corruption or the vehicle of NGO gets mm. misused mm-hmm. to do whatever. We are faith-based NGO or do this, that, Absolutely. and you then run away with... So it's not because it's NGO. What I think we're trying to celebrate the, is the genuine energy of people to follow their passions of others. But also, you know, in the rest of the continent, NGO, when I was working in the unions in, this, in the continent, they used to say NGO meant next government official. You know, it was almost as if someone was looking for a position to go somewhere, and they treated them very harshly. Mm. And then finally, another point that I wanted to raise was that, that sometimes NGOs become a bit of a swear word in the political discourse where, where popular movements criticize NGOs for dumbing down or narrowing or confining it the militant aspirations for radical change. And it's called NGOization, you know, that are you behaving like an NGO to make the message more palatable so that uh, you can get some crumbs rather than getting more serious change. So, yeah, so while the day is, uh, is good to recognize the voluntary energies, that you must know that this, this rubric, NGO, gets used for mm. good, bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. But of course, we're here to celebrate the good today. Uh, yeah, we're celebrating the good. And I mean, there's no institution that is not even prone to exploitation. Religion, you know, is prone to exploitation. There are churches, there are pastors that are doing bad. There are pastors that are doing good. There are journalists that do well, journalists that do bad. There are NGOs that do an incredible work. But we also have NGOs that are not acting in the public interest on or in the best interests of those that are vulnerable in society, right? They propagate a chosen policy position or legislation, but they're receiving funds for achieving a set of agreed-upon political goals. And we've had a conversation on the show about that and how that is actually lobbying. Huh? We've had a chat about it, remember? Um, you must go check out the podcast if you've missed it. Uh, maybe if you just Google NGOs, the Clement Banyatella show, it should come up. Uh, and we're talking about how lobbying actually needs to be regulated because there are certain organizations eh, that use this facade. We are NGOs when in fact there's actually work that they're being paid and, and the kind of messaging that they're being paid to push through in some governments and sometimes or in some countries and sometimes that is not in the best interest of the people they claim to represent. So, Hassan, I, I take your point there. But today we're celebrating, as you said, Hassan, all those energies, man, like the voluntary energies. Celebrate people who are so selfless that they want to found organizations that are going to make a difference in especially vulnerable groups where they've seen a need and people volunteer, and some people just donate money to those organizations. On this World NGO Day, we're saluting you on the Clement Magnatella Show this morning. It's 9.32. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Magnatella. On 7.02. It's 23 minutes before 10 o'clock. Your calls on 11 uh, this is a 702 open line. You can send your WhatsApps on 072-702-1702. It's World NGO Day, uh, a day intended to celebrate NGOs around the world and the people behind them. And I'm so glad that we have NGOs in this country that have a heart for the most vulnerable in society. We've got NGOs that act in the public interest on behalf of those 
who are vulnerable and I've mentioned a number of them, the Treatment Action Campaign, you've got Corruption Watch, Lawyers for Human Rights, you've got Gift of the Givers. There are so many of Doctors Without Borders. There are many of these organizations out there, some that we don't even know in communities that are doing amazing work. And I'm saying we are saluting you this morning, whether you are the founder, whether you're a volunteer, whether you're a supporter, I want you to give us a call and tell us what NGO you're involved in and how do we instill that culture of selflessness, hmm? that volunteering spirit? How do we inspire people to be actively involved within the NGO space, within charities? Huh? I got a message from Chris in South Hills who says, Clement, schools that have girl guides and boy scouts also instill such passion of selflessness. Uh, indeed. Here's a WhatsApp that's come through, and then we go to your lines. Morning, Clem. I'm somebody who really just melts my heart. Imtiaz Suleiman, gift of the giver. Um, I've listened to a lot of his interviews. You can see that the concept of compassion and helping others is inherent in him. Before he even set up a foundation, he used to go travel to disaster-region countries alone and contributed his personal stuff to them. Humanity is better off with more people like M.J. Suleiman Prince. That would be. Oh, thank you, Prince. I'm, enjoy- I'm loving these pictures you guys are sending me on the WhatsApp line. Um, some of you of the work that you do in communities. Oh, man. Um, education programs. There are programs where people are um, assisting making soup for communities, you know, children that are coming from uh, impoverished um, communities and, and backgrounds. It's just warming my heart. Let's go to Monas, who's calling us from Johannesburg. How are you doing? I'm good and you? I'm all right. Go ahead. So I represent or I work for a NGO called the Amrut Foundation. Mm. Uh, Amrut is basically a Sanskrit word for elixir of life. And what this NGO does is quite a lot of things, but one of the main things that it does is in the heart of Joburg, there's a suburb called Bertrams next to Hillbrow, uh, where there are a lot of uh, affected communities by gender-based violence. Mm. And one of the main things that the NGO has done is it has bought sewing machines for all the ladies around the suburbs, and it has started sewing classes. And you know the saying, uh, teach a person uh, how to fish and they can live for the whole of their life. So in that same way, um, the NGO, you know, started teaching them how to sew so they can start making bags and stuff. Mm. And in order to further their cause, what the NGO also did was it made them sew reusable pads. Uh, It was tested and then it was given to the Wits University um, to help the students in need uh, that are suffering from... Uh, you know, when they can't uh, buy pads and stuff. Mm. Oh, amazing work, Monas. Thank you for calling, man, and, and thank you for the work that you do. Lebo, you are in Proteat Land in Soweto. Good morning. Hello, um, I'm from SAKI Docs. Mm. Um, I was trained as an orientation and mobility practitioner. And what my job entails is training blind people on how to use a cane, on how to do their skills of daily living. Mm. 
So after we are trained by SA Guide Dogs, they've got a College of Orientation and Mobility. After we received training, we then sent out to different NGOs, uh, different schools for, uh, for visual impaired kids. So we then train blind people on how they use their cane so that they can be independent. Mm. And that goes to help a blind person then, because most companies, they say we want to hire blind people, but this person is not independent. So we want to hire uh, independent blind people. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't received mobility training, they're not independent. So we give them mobility training. They learn how to use their cane. Uh, we teach them skills of daily living and teach them how to cook on their own. We teach them how to bath, how to pack their clothes, how to take out their clothes mm -hmm. uh, and the use of a cane. Wow. So all of that makes a blind a blind person very independent and you'll be amazed at what a blind person can do on their own after they've received orientation and mobility training. Mm. What what difference has that work you do Lebo made like in you and for you? How has it changed okay. you? Okay. Firstly, mm. I'm a I'm a, I'm more patient. Mm. And I've always been, I've always been a, a giving person, but I was giving from, from, from a wrong point of view. I was giving time to th thinking that I'm solving everybody's problem. Mm. Um, now I realize that um, I, I need, I need to teach somebody how to fish. I mustn't give them the fish. So this is what this has taught me, and it has humbled me in a lot of ways. I'm not as aggressive as I used to be. And as a human being, and at times I take everything on, everything would be a fight. But for the work that I do, I'm able to let things go and be like, ah, mm. it's fine, let oh. it go. Oh, Lebo, thank you for calling and sharing how that has also impacted you. And thank you for the work you do. And Tabi saying in Sakani, hi. Hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Um, Yes, I am a volunteer with an organization called the Baby Box Project. Mm. Um, how I got involved with them, it was during COVID uh, when there was those crazy shutdowns and the shops were closed. And I was listening to an interview that the director, her name is Lena Clark, was doing with Anelim Dot because they gave, like her show then, gave mm. a donation to the organization. Mm -hmm. So what they do is that they prepare like baby bags um, for the initial births. So... In private hospitals, this comes standard, but in public hospitals, those items are not there. So those bags would have the essentials of nappies, wipes, two outfits, because if you have been in a maternity ward at a public hospital, you will understand that not everyone has access to needing the basics that you would need when you've just had a baby. We are speaking about teenage moms. We are speaking about unemployed moms. Mm. We're speaking about people that are just stressed about the fact that I'm having this baby. I did not plan to have it. How am I going to support this baby? So that is what our organization does. I heard her on Annalise's show. Mm. I reached out to them on email. I'm based in Zagami in the mm. Far East End. Mm. So the hospital that I service is Pulusong, which looks at um, good services to do that, Zagami, Guatemala, and surrounding areas. Amazing. So having grown up there, I know what the need is. Whereas sometimes when we go and do the deliveries, other mothers, they just fall out, cry because it's just like I didn't even know what I was oh, going to man. close this baby in. Because mm. you get there and the baby has just been wrapped in that green material from the hospital because 
even the nurses don't have even nappies to give to the babies. So <sighs> Miss Lena just does such amazing work. She's an amazing woman of God and she's just touched so many lives. And oh, I'm so happy and blessed to be part of that organization. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Oh, that's amazing. You know, it's it's not all doom and gloom. Hmm? This country is not completely in the pits. Hmm? We've got bad apples here and there. Hmm? Got these thieves here and there. But actually, this country is full of heroes, people who care about the well-being of other people. And we need to celebrate that because I think sometimes we forget how special we are and how caring we are as Africans, black or white. And I think sometimes because of also where we come from, you know, that somehow conjures in you that spirit of gratitude and just the passion to want to do well by others. Oh, it's so great to hear the stories, man, this morning of how people are individually trying to make a difference in their small way. Rafilo Nseke, calling from Johannesburg. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, how are you? I, I'm good. It's Rafilo from the DA. You know, mm. today, as I was listening to your program, obviously, I'm in social development, so we deal with NPOs. And I want to say good kudos to you for this program. But I honestly want to honor NPOs. I've seen people with nothing do so much. People with so little do so much. And I just want to honor the NPOs, those that are funded by government and those that are doing it by themselves. The lesson for me, Clement, is it's actually funny. I find a lot of the times it's people who have little or nothing that give more than people who have a lot. Thank you so much for this time and honoring our NPOs mm. and the work that they do, which is really doing, taking care of our very, very, very vulnerable people mm. in our society. Mm. Yeah. And I'm usually very moved when I go out and look at what our NPOs are doing for our communities. Mm. Oh. It's humbling. As a person, I'm humbled when I go out to these NPOs and see what people are able to do with mm. very little, mm. but they move mountains. Today, like you, I honor them, and I'm, thank you for celebrating them. Thank you, Rafule, for calling us. It's 12 before 10. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Magnatella. On 702. Eight minutes before 10 o'clock on this World NGO Day. It's the 702 open line. in Zako, you are calling from Bramfontein. Good morning. Hi, Clement. Clement, you know, um, I, I, so I was raised by people in the NGO space, so I love NGOs, and I see the potential of what people can do in it. But, and I think one of the well, one of the proudest um, um, NGO built um, spaces that South, that South Africa and Johannesburg needs to recognize more is the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. Mm. The fact that that hospital was built by donations, and I think often people think NGOs you have to give up your whole life, and it's a, it's a matter of business of NGO. But ordinary people can just give and donate and and help such projects. Um, what hospital was built on time in South Africa? That hospital was built in 18 months. They used the billion rands, but they used the billion rands. And the hospital services 
both private and um, and public patients. Wow. It's like I mean, a lot can be done with um, um, with just collective resources, and I think NGOs for me are the epitome of recognizing the strength we collectively have beyond mm. business, beyond government, mm. but within the civil space where in, where people say, I too have a voice in the space and my voice is not only limited to voting or not voting. Mm. But that hospital I'm, pr- I'm very, very proud of and I think more, more Joburgers should recognize that sometimes they allow people to come in and reach to the kids or people to come in and um, do, um, give their time to help the moms. There's so much more you can do, even if you don't necessarily want to work in an NGO, but to help them. Yeah. Oh, Sako, amazing stuff. Thank you so much for, for calling. Matkubela, you are in Senton. Hi. Clement, good morning. Good morning, sir. We're waiting for your own uh, NGO to come up very soon. It's Please. coming. I'll tell you more about Please. it. Make sure it comes. It's at an advanced Mirati. stage. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> Uh, we really appreciate and celebrate this day established by the United Nations. We've been running the South African Council for Graduates for 27 years. We've now transitioned to the African Council for Graduates at a continental level where we assist graduates from all the 54 countries to get their first jobs. Wow. It's so difficult nowadays for young people coming out of university to know what to do. When I graduated, I had three job offers. Today, people stay for six months. Some, I realized when we got some testimonials from some of the graduates who've assisted, there are those who have stayed for five years without getting a job. Mm. So this work of NGOs, NPCs, NPOs, CBOs, mm. must be celebrated and must be encouraged. Amazing stuff. Uh, Makubela, that's amazing. What's the, what's the name of the organization again you work for? It's the African Council for Graduates. African Council for Graduates. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much for calling and thank you for the work that, that you're doing. Dipuo, you're in Western area. Good morning. Hi, Clement. How are you? I'm all right. Go ahead. I'm, I'm good. Um, I just wanted to give kudos, actually, to these people that are actually running uh, the NGOs. Um, more than anything, this is actually a career, not even a career, it's something that comes from the heart. And I've had an experience of seeing somebody close to me that actually runs the NPO. I've seen the difficulties of getting funding, difficulties of just getting any, any sort of uh, assistance. Um, this lady gave up her own personal house to actually shelter these kids. Uh, because uh, the community that she comes from is actually undeveloped mm. um, to the point whereby if you can't even get funding uh, because now it's become a business, uh, it's not done out of passion anymore. She went out of her way to, to find alternative methods like opening uh, her own garden, baking for the kids, but if there's no funding and it's called dry season when they, they don't get funding, she doesn't just sit and wait for the funding to come, but she makes a plan. Yeah. And till today, she's got nothing for herself, but when she gives, you can just see her gloom. So I just wanted to say to everybody who's actually into this type of work, I wish the community could, could also get involved mm. and give back to them because these people, they do it from a point of love. Absolutely. Dipuo in Western area, thank you. Morning, morning, Clement. Um, I used to volunteer for the organization started by this guy by the name of uh, Lebo, by the Outlook Foundation. Outlook Foundation used to take professionals to uh, schools that are in the villages and all that. So it used to be called role modeling. So he's still doing it. 
uh, is it that sometimes we are too busy uh, to attend those those events but what he did he used to collect all these professionals whether being a doctor pilot and then what you do is you just tell the students on your day-to-day um, work what you do it's not it's just it looks it's a bit casual but it used to be very uh, uh, eye-opener as well for me we are here in Kempton Park hi my name is Shara Matsuke. I'm calling you from Davidson. I'm representing an organization called Born Twin Foundation. I was tempted to complain about funding, lack of support, but you know what? I realize the importance of celebrating the good work that we are doing from the bottom of our hearts. You know, um, I'm an ex-offender and I'm passionate about the boy-child development, you know. Um, having been a juvenile offender, I was on drugs, I was a gangster, you know, so I saw how my family struggled with me and um, I, I saw the importance of me coming in to assist with coaching, helping families coach their boy child um, and, and just basically helping the boy child discover himself and be a better citizen of, of this country. So, yes, uh, we love what we do from Born Twin Foundation.